Hey, this is Jerry. Before you start listening to this week's episode, I just gotta warn you that this one is definitely not PG-rated. My guests are pretty outspoken. There are some F and S and C words and maybe something else as well. Um, so if you're listening to this in your car, maybe with children present or simply if you have sensitive ears, you might want to wait until we get a clean version out. Otherwise, enjoy. It's like we just say, take a breath for a second and think about when you weren't vegan. And then think about everyone else and how they have the possibility and potential to change. Welcome to the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show with your host, Jerry Saber. Hi, I'm Jerry Saver, and you're listening to the Plant-Based Entrepreneur Show, the podcast where I sit down each week with the people who are creating a plant-based future for all of us and talk about their specific areas of expertise, the business skills required to set up and run a successful brand in this space, and also what drives them and keeps them motivated. So this is a podcast for you if you're looking for inspiration and ideas on how to start something yourself or if you want to get behind the scenes with me and learn what new and exciting things are happening in the plant-based vegan sector. Today I'm doing my first interview on the topic of building a vegan personality brand online and I have with me two definite authority figures on the topic, Matt and Phil Lethman, better known as the Vegan Bros. Welcome to the show guys. Oh, dude, we're excited to be here. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, well, thanks for joining me and thanks for being the first guest on this specific topic. I'm sure I'll be covering it more in the future because, you know, it is a big part of the vegan scene. And apart from being entrepreneurs, you're also the faces of a movement. And I would say you've probably converted a fair number of people since you launched. Are, are you keeping track of that, by the way? We, we, were, like, at, we were asked that recently. <laughs> we would like to think so. Um I mean, even before, you know, like we don't like to like just take responsibility for everyone going vegan that, you know, interacts with us. But, you know, I mean, before we started Vegan Bros, um, you know, even in our immediate family, you know, both of our parents are vegan. You know, I was, the, I, it started out just, started yeah. out with just him. Then he went vegan. Both of our parents are vegan. We have like cousins, aunts, uncles on both sides of the family. Yeah. And like, like uh, in, in the U.S. here for Thanksgiving. We started out like we usually do a big family Thanksgiving. It started out with literally just Phil. And like at that point, I was anti vegan. Like I was on the opposite end. I would like scream bacon if uh, he talked about vegan. Um, and fast forward, you know, a few years. And like last year, we had our Thanksgiving was probably 97% vegan. And most of our family there really was yeah. vegan. So it's been, it's been a crazy shift. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm quite familiar with that because something similar happened with with our family. Like my my wife and I kind of started it, and then all of a sudden, you know, Christmas dinners are are completely vegan, and the meat eaters are over oh. there in in a corner, all by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the world's coming to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so Vegan Bros now has over seventy thousand fans on Facebook. You've got like 45,000 on Instagram, you're pushing what's 20,000 on your email list. And those are pretty impressive numbers for two years of doing this. But before we get into that, before I ask you how you got here, can we take it back a bit? Because I want to know how Vegan Bros actually started out, not not the brand, but you too. So what was your childhood like? And was there anything to indicate that you actually end up doing this? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> there, there, would abs you, there would be absolutely zero indication that we would end up doing this. In fact, our upbringing um, by, by and large is pretty much the opposite in, in the sense of like we were raised in a climate that essentially insinuated that if you don't eat meat, there's something wrong with you. And so that's the idea. I remember as a, as a kid just thinking that it was weird if you don't eat meat. So that's what we grew up with. And, and, and I grew up, we both grew up having, having an antagonistic attitude towards sure. vegetarians. Yeah, towards pita, towards vegetarians. And we, I mean, we never knew any vegetarians growing up. It was just, they were just these weird people that we would maybe, maybe meet one day. But, um, you know, obviously there was a shift at, at you know, some point later. Yeah. So, so his, so, you know, we kind of, we grew up and we weren't actually like, we weren't, and we, we were typical brothers growing up, you know, like we would, uh, I would beat the crap out of him and he would claw oh. chunks out of my face. That was his way of getting back at me. So we had like, we had the typical brother stuff, but we weren't, we didn't hate each other or anything, but we were on our own paths. Like we went our, you know, we were doing our own thing. Um, I went, um, like I grew up you know, after college, I went the fitness route where I had lost, I'd lost about a hundred pounds, went into like opening my own gyms and ended up doing that in Michigan. And, but, and, but, but before that, um, going into like what we both, you know, we're both vegan now, um, you know, growing up that, that happened when I was about 17 years old. So I, you know, we, we both, first one. we both started out anti-vegetarian. Yeah. Then I ended up getting a leaflet at a concert. Um, a vegan outreach leaflet and you know it just shows all about how, how the animals are treated on factory farms um, and I had no, I didn't know anything about that up until that point um, up until that point vegetarians are these weird weird people that you know <laughs> I didn't understand um, so I read that through and I'm like holy shit this is insane this can't be real um, I went home showed it to my parents they're like oh yeah this is propaganda it's not like this everywhere if it was like this everywhere you know all, all that stuff um, and so I kind of believed them, but then eventually I Googled slaughterhouse video and I came across uh, this video called Meet Your Meat. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like a 12 yeah, minute like, documentary narrated by Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So I, I watched that and it just showed, I mean, oh my God. You know, like I had, I, like, you know, the, the, the leaflet shows some stuff, but it was just like the graphic nature of the animals are confined so tightly, they're mutilated without painkillers, and then the slaughter was just brutal. Um, so I gave up meat when I was 17, slowly transitioned to being vegan over the next three years. Um, and in, at that moment, I was very, you know, I became very militant at, at the beginning because it was like, you know, I see all this happening. I just want to tell people and then they'll stop. But then, you know, they're not stopping. So then I'm getting upset. It's an understandable. And, and the thing we always point out is that's an understandable uh, reaction because your, your, your world's flipped upside down. All of a sudden, you're vegan, and you look everywhere, and everyone's eating your friends. And so it's understandable to just kind of have that outrage and have that sort of militant response. But um, eventually, it doesn't like, work. Like it would be clash. It would essentially be clash of the titans in our household when, like, both of us were home from school at our parents' house. Like our mom would sometimes. At the time, he was the only one that was vegan, and, and our mom sometimes would make a vegan meal as just a nice gesture for Phil and would bring it to the table and announce that it's vegan. And because I was so, I, I accidentally ate vegan stuff all the time, right? That's just how it is. You accidentally eat vegan stuff, even if you're a meat eater, right? But I, the way I processed it is 
you, I, we could be eating spaghetti, and if she just said, "Here's spaghetti," it's vegan. I'm like, okay, it's fine. But if she says, "Here's here's a vegan meal for Phil," I would I would get I would get irate and like storm off from the table and go to Taco Bell and stuff my face. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, I say that to say this. So eventually, I got to this place where I was. He was less militant, so he was he was being more effective as just. A communicator and, a, and an activist, and so I was at a place where I was in a more open, more open to like understanding how my worldview could be wrong. And so uh, there was this documentary that he mentioned that he wanted to watch on HBO called "Death on a Factory Farm," and it's about a ninety-minute documentary. So when he said that, I was like, "Oh, holy crap!" Like HBO, I love I love documentaries and on I, HBO. I'll watch it. And also, I said it not in a way where it's like you should watch this documentary. It was like I wish that I could watch this documentary, but I don't have HBO. So, so that is, he, was, he was speaking my language because I, I, at the time I was like, I'm not really wanting to watch an undercover investigation, but HBO documentary, those are the trigger words you use to get me to want to watch something. So I was like, oh, cool. This should be sweet. So I checked it out and basically my, my world was flipped upside down at that point because up until that point, if anyone ever talked about cruelty to animals um, or the way animals are routinely treated on factory farms being terrible – I would chalk it up to lies and manipulation and they're trying to get me to believe something that's not true. And obviously animals aren't going to really be treated that way. That's just an odd instance. And when I saw this documentary, it was pigs. Um, it was a factory farm for pigs. It was massive. And the routine ways they were treating them were terrible. There was this specific instance that I saw that really changed everything for me. And I can still visualize it to this day. There, were the, there was this massive pig and she couldn't like her. There was something wrong like with her legs. She couldn't. She couldn't move her back legs. And there were like six farmers and probably the owner around. And they were kicking her, spitting at her, making fun of her, like all this stuff, trying to get her to move. And it was terrible. And then eventually, you see this forklift slowly come up behind her, and literally they hung her and they watched her die and they watched her wiggle around. And I was like, holy fucking shit! This is. Like, this is totally blowing my world open. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So I watched this. I let him know. And I was like, dude, what is that documentary? What is the little documentary you wanted me to check out? So at that point, I was now wanting to see it. So he sent me the link to Meet Your Meat, which is the same documentary he was talking about a few minutes ago. I yes, watched I that. And at, the, and at that moment, <clears throat> while I was watching it, I shot him a message. And I said, holy shit, I don't think I'm going to be able to eat meat again. And those are the famous last words I never did. <laughs> So Phil, how how did that feel? Like you you've been oh, what you you were vegan for what five years longer than than Matt at that point? Yeah, yeah. probably about five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was victory. It was everything I ever wanted. Um, and it was just like that was that was the beginning of just like a massive shift because up until that point, I couldn't get through to anyone that I was talking to. Like no one would listen to me. I had no friends, you know, like, I know how to talk to people. He changed. And then it was just like person after person after person, you know, friends, family. Yeah. We just changing. We had like a, I had a, I owned a house and we would have like four, four roommates in there and like everybody, like everybody in our circle was really starting to be impacted. That's that was awesome. really cool. Cause you know, I, I have a brother as well and, and he's, a little bit like you, Matt. Like he, he probably would still be screaming bacon if if we <laughs> mentioned the word vegan. 
but I, I also see a bit of myself in, in him because I was, um, I was the same yeah. kind of idiot years ago. Totally. That's what we always encourage people to take a look at is, you know, cause everyone just has this, this, uh, you know, kind of like quick response where it's like, you know, everyone's the quick horrible. response is everyone's bad. You need to get upset about it. Like it's, it's justifiable because the terrible things that are happening to animals, these people need to change now and they're not changing. So they're stupid. But it's like, we just say, take a breath for a second and think about when you weren't vegan. And then think about everyone else and how they have the possibility and potential to change. We believe, because if we look at both of us, we see ourselves and everyone in the sense that we would never, you would never catch us being vegan or running a vegan brand or anything like that. And here we are. So when we see anyone that would be written off, we don't write them off. Because anybody can change. And it's like we've seen the people that typically are written off. We've seen so many of those people yeah. change and go vegan. Um, so it's like anyone, you know, it's not like we're in a different world where it's not just like it's just a certain type of person that's that's able to go vegan. It's like everyone's going to go vegan. Like your brother, he's going to be vegan one day. Like that's going to happen. I, I know. Oh, I know. And I really, know that. And that's a really great point. I mean, that's what, that's what we say like. We launched, I mean, we really launched Vegan Bros to usher in the age of the new vegan where there were like stereotypes of the past. And sure, there's people that still fit that stereotype today, but primarily like vegan, vegan eating, like people who are vegan or could be vegan are now a cross section of society. You can't look at a people group and say, oh, there's the vegan because you have CEOs, pilots, investment bankers, military, police, people who go to church every Sunday, you have every facet of society doing it now. So it's mainstream. Yeah, you're right. You can't really box it anymore. Like I I was getting a haircut the other day and and my barber was trying to be funny and he was talking about people from, I think it was Melbourne or, yeah, what city in Australia anyway. And he was saying that, yeah, you know, the typical person from there is vegan and ripped jeans. I'm like, oh, really? So... You know what a vegan looks like, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. That's hilarious. So, but, you know, between that point when when you both became vegan and launching Vegan Bros, there were a couple of years in between. What what were you doing there and what are your professional backgrounds, actually? So, we both kind of went separate ways here in certain ways. Um, So, I got... I. When I graduated from college in 2009, I I wasn't necessarily doing anything in the beginning, right? When I graduated, um, and the I met up with some activists from uh, the Humane League and Vegan Outreach when they were traveling. Uh, there's like a traveling concert festival called the Warp Tour that goes through uh, the U.S. every summer, um, and so they're coming through Michigan. That's that's where we both lived, um, and I met up with them at the Warp Tour and helped them leaflet um, as as the kids were leaving, leaving the concert. Um, and it was, it was basically the same leaflet that I got when I was at a concert when I was younger. Um, it was just a different cover that was targeting this specific crowd. Um, and so I met up with them. It was awesome. I stayed in touch with them when, when one of them came back in the fall, uh, like it was actually just like a month and a half or so later, he stayed at our place and I ended up, I was, I volunteered with him for a few days that turned into uh, a couple weeks turned into a couple months. Um, I ended up going the road with him a couple times um, and I got sucked into doing activism like basically full time. 
Um, so I worked for vegan outreach, uh, traveling and handing out leaflets on colleges all over the country for a couple years. Uh, then I worked for Mercy for Animals for a couple years where I was the, uh, spokes, I was the national campaign coordinator. So I was the, um, spokesperson. I organized demonstrations all over the country, uh, that were focused on getting media attention. So and you traveled the country like, yeah, like nine times. times. It was like nine times. the country through. nine times and spoke to like over 300 different media outlets from around the world. Yeah, probably like 600 different media outlets. Uh, it was, it was insane. And yeah, we got media almost every day when I was on tour. Um, so it's like, I'm, I'm like a hobo living out of my car at night. And then during the day, I'm dressed up in like a suit and tie talking to the TV, talking to the TV cameras. <laughs> um, and in the meantime, he owned so three super successful gyms in Michigan. Yeah. So my story is um, in college. So I actually used to be, I used to be a completely different person, not in just the sense that I was uh, anti-vegan, but I was actually a completely different person physically. Um, I used to be uh, 196 pounds heavier to be exact. Um, I maxed out at 265 pounds while in college and I was like sick, lethargic, had no purpose or direction in my life. I thought I would be dead by the time I was 30 just because clearly the way I was living wasn't working. I would, I would start my day off with McDonald's. Like I would eat two, two breakfast meals, entire breakfast meals from McDonald's. I would have taco, a massive thing of Taco Bell a couple hours later. I would eat a couple frozen pizzas in there, a massive chocolate shake, another trip to Taco Bell, and a Slurpee. That would be a day for me. And actually, there's another meal that I forgot to mention. I would eat, I would eat a massive cheesesteak in the middle of the day. So I was on a path to destruction and death. And in college, I got to this place where I wrote down in a journal one day everything that I couldn't stand about myself. And I had hit rock bottom. I felt terrible about myself in every way. And I wrote it all down. And shortly after that, I caught, I caught a prayer or something where I just was like, I, I need to do something about this. So I talked to a friend in college who played college football. And I was like, dude, you have to help me. I've never been in the gym in my entire life. I don't know what to do. Fast forward a couple weeks. I had been in the gym every day. He got me on a workout program. From there, I started learning everything I could about exercise and nutrition. Fast forward nine months, I had lost 96 pounds. I, was a, I started to be a completely different person, not only outside, but also inside. I started to have goals and dreams and things that I wanted to accomplish. And that's when you went vegan. And so, yeah, so then, so that's during that time is when I transitioned into vegan, ended up um, in Michigan. Like Phil said, I opened, uh, I became an entrepreneur. I opened three gyms in Michigan. I became a personal trainer out of those gyms as well. And they were all super successful gyms too. And that's sort of successful. And, (laughs) and that sort of brings us to, uh, yeah. To where where we are today, or or the starting of being dressed, and, and then yeah, two two thousand fourteen, you got this idea. Uh, you want to take it back to that exact moment? What, what was going through well, we your head? We can do that. Okay, let's do yes, that. We're hanging out. So did you say you sold the gyms? Just so throw, throw that so uh, eventually we got we got to this point where both of us. I had been touring for various non you know, various animal advocacy groups for like four years, and he had been running these gyms in Michigan. I was kind of getting burnt out. He was kind of at a place where he's just been talking about how he wants to get out of Michigan for years. And so I called him up, told him like, dude, I'm thinking about like, you know, ending that, you know, thinking about, you know, stopping, stopping touring and trying to figure out something else. And, you know, that's what sparked in him. He put his gyms up for sale. Um, and we were actually, we moved out to Seattle and we were actually planning on opening up our own 
Jim there. We had a we had a very unique business plan. We were super excited super about excited. it. So that's what we moved there to do. But one day, yeah. Okay, so we moved to Seattle. We had just gotten out there to open the gym, and we didn't know anybody. So we're like, oh, we want to make friends. How do we do this? Let's try to organize some sort of like vegan party or whatever. But we don't know how to how do we we don't know anybody. No one's going to come. What are you going to do? But then we start thinking like we've been learning all this stuff about like you know marketing and all this stuff. Let's test some of this some of this shit out. And fast forward three weeks or whatever, we have a sold out party, sold out rooftop party on the uh, rooftop of our apartment, of our apartment complex, overlooking the Seattle skyline. Catered by Veggie Grill. Um, there we had like we beer, had like we had yeah, beer kegs. there, we had root beer, like wine. Um, and like people were coming up like this is the best night of my life. We had yeah we had we had one of our friends who actually came out as an undercover investigator for the first time in his life, and it, everyone was crying. It was totally it was, insane because he was telling his story. It was amazing. Um, it was an amazing experience. People literally said like it was the best night of their life. So, so two days later, we're sitting at the park just in an after like, holy shit, like we just did that, dude. We can picture it. Cal Anderson shit. Park in Seattle, Washington. We were sipping on some whiskey as the sun was setting, just taking in the after, basking in the afterglow of the party that we had just had. When it came to us, it was vegan bros. We go Phil, Phil was like, should we just... Should we just do something online right now? And we both caught eyes. He was he said it as a joke, but we both caught eyes. Our faces got serious. And within five minutes, we had decided to drop everything and go hardcore into Vegan Bros. And five months later is when we launched. September 10th of 2014 is when we actually launched. Awesome. And now we're awesome. here. And was this your first venture into online marketing? I mean, I guess. Yeah, I had. I had so yeah. I mean, I had sold. Um, I had done some like, uh, like, tr like twelve week uh, transformation programs uh, at my gyms, and sometimes I would sell those online. So I did a bit. I did a bit of that, but this is our. This is definitely our first time going an into online. like going into an online brand and going all in. Yeah. Wow. So at at that point, if you had to explain it to someone, you know, as an Elevator pitch. What what would you use to to describe Vegan Bros? We would say we we launched Vegan Bros to sort of usher in the age of the new vegan, like we were talking about earlier. You know, in the past there was a sort of stereotype associated with vegan eating, but nowadays, you know, we obviously have professional athletes, celebrities, and stuff like that doing it. But we have you know police. We have friends who are police officers, military, investment bankers, pilots, people who go to church every single Sunday. Um, vegan eating is now a cross-section of society. You can no longer look at someone and, and decide whether that person is vegan and that person is not vegan. So we launched Vegan Bros to sort of like propel, propel that forward. Um, but in the beginning, Vegan Bros was more specific in that it was like – it was a vegan fitness brand. It was like fat loss for vegans. Um, and that's kind of who we were targeting in the beginning. That's still where we make – uh, the prime, the bulk of our uh, bulk of our income comes from that. Because we have a our ultimate vegan fat loss course that we launch a few times a year um, that sells out every single time. Um, but it's kind of morphed into it's morphed into a like shit. what we could say. I mean, the best way to describe it is it's morphed into a lifestyle brand because there is so much shit that we have gotten into that we would have never said like, oh, this is what we're going to be doing. Yeah, um, but I mean, ultimately, but, like we had goals and dreams. But within two years, to be doing what we're doing is absolutely mind-blowing uh, to us. Yeah, and I'll tell you, okay, when someone, like, I hate 
in a conversation, if you're just meeting someone and they're like, what, so what do you do? I actually hate, I fucking hate that question. <laughs> um, so I actually try not to say that. So anyways, talk. here's, I'll, I'm going to give you my, my answer that I literally say to everyone. Um, when someone says, oh, what do you do? I say, I mostly make a fool of myself on the internet. But I do, and with my brother, but we do a lot of things. You know, we, uh, we recently signed a book deal with Penguin Random House. We have a, a fat loss course we launch a few times a year. Um, we recently launched a t-shirt company. We have you know, a bunch of t- uh, TV companies that are reaching out to us about doing a TV show. Um, and then all, you know, we do like the social media. And, and now we have, YouTube, and yeah. now just, just uh, about four weeks ago, we launched our business to business where we're actually helping uh, primarily vegan brands blow the fuck up and or brands, uh, have brands, a massive impact. Or brands that are, even if they're not ve- vegan specifically, brands yeah. are owned by Owned by vegans. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally want to talk about that a little later. But if we stay at the beginning right now, what was the first social media channel that you started, and how did you actually, you know, kickstart the thing? We started. We started. I mean, Facebook. But we we we, we, we started Facebook. with everything, sort of. Yeah, we had Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. We were very familiar with Gary Vaynerchuk. Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Um, I had read his book Crush It way back in the day, and then. Jab, 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 right hook was yeah. like one of our handbooks at the time. And so, you know, he's big on everything social media. So we did our best to try to launch with nearly everything. everything. Um, but what then, naturally happened is we had our strengths and we really focused on, focused on the things those, that yeah. we were naturally already pretty good at and, and had a good handle on. But, but it was also, it was a learning, you know, do, doing social media, it's always a learning experience. A in the learning beginning, experience. it's a massive learning experience. And it's just like... You just have to try shit. Try, yeah. Like post something. What the fuck happened? Like, did it work? Did yeah. it not work? And then you just learn. You learn as you go. It's not like, oh fuck, I fail. Like I'm failing. A lot. So of, no, you just, you're learning. Everything's a learning experience. It's a, he makes a really good point. A lot of people. We get this all the time in talking to business owners and people trying to do brands. A lot of people like throw shade at Facebook and say like, oh, you can't grow on Facebook anymore. They're crippling you. When it's really like we view it as. In any in anything you want to do, the obstacle is the way, um, which is actually a really good book by Ryan Holiday that I recommend. Yeah. But the obstacle is the way. So just because it's not working for you right now doesn't mean you can't figure it out. Like look at it as a challenge. Like so, this isn't working for you, but try it this way. Try it this way. See what works, right? Yeah. So, and that's that's really what we did. Yeah, because I, I think people often go into this with a preconceived notion of what's going to work for them, and then when, when it doesn't work, they throw up their hands and say, okay, so it's not working for me. That, that in a nutshell, that is people. That's everything. That is people, right? The, the, the first, they try once they try, give up, they try. And then they say, oh man, it didn't work out. And that first resistance point they hit where they, they decide, oh man, oh, I can't get through. They back down and they stop. And we've, we've talked to we've talked to CEOs and high level people, and we used to think this was a platitude. The number one thing that high level people will say when you say, "What is your tip for success?" The number one thing they say is simply, "Don't stop." And it sounds like a platitude until you're there trying different things and saying, "No, we're determined to succeed. We're going to pivot and try something else, and we're determined to break through." I mean, that's, yeah, that's totally it. It's all about staying focused on the goal and staying focused on the success that you want. If you're just focused on like, oh, I want to do things this way and if it doesn't work, I'm going to give up. And that, that, like, it's like, why? 
It's like if you're focused on you're going to succeed, you're going to do whatever it takes to succeed. So yeah. if you try something, it doesn't work. Try, something, try else. something else. Right. If that doesn't work, try something. If, you, if, it, if it doesn't work 100 times, try something else again. Like It's going to work. You just have to figure out what you need to do to make it work. Failure is the point at which people decide to stop trying. But people view it as an external thing. Like, oh, I failed. It didn't work. The failure is that you decided to give up on your dream. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. I, I totally agree. So was there ever like a tipping point for you? Um, I mean, what I'm trying to ask is when you started with Vegan Bros and you, you kind of went out with all guns blazing, right? Because there's kind of two schools of thought on that. One says that if you're starting out by yourself, just go for one channel and focus all your energy into that. And the other one is just go out on all fronts, be as visible as possible. This is obviously the route that you took. Um, but did you ever have any struggles with, with growing your audience and just getting things to the point where the ball actually starts rolling by itself? I think in the beginning, in the beginning, there was, there was, there's a thought where you're, you're one, like every time, every now and then it creeps in, like, oh my God, is this not going to like grow like we wanted to? Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you keep going, you keep trying different things. Um, so I guess in the beginning, yeah. there was a little bit of a struggle. It was like, it was more of a mental struggle. Yeah. Like, you want this overnight success. Right. You want to just, it's just all happen all at once. And like, that's not the way, you know, that's not the way it normally works. And that's not the way it necessarily works. Yeah. I mean, we visualize, we visualize a reality where like we would have 10,000 followers on Facebook on day like, yeah, a like an hour. Days or, yeah, within a day. <laughs> and it's like that when that doesn't happen, you're faced with the reality that you wanted to do this and it's not happening. Where, where do you go from here? Right. So, um, it, and the other thing is like, obviously Facebook has been a really, has been really massive for us. Like we'll admit that Facebook's our big, like that's our, that's our biggest thing. Like, and, and we hone in on that a lot, but, um, there are other things that we launched with such as Twitter and Pinterest and stuff like that, that where we admittedly we got to a point where we're like, you know what? We haven't given up on these platforms, but they're in the back of our minds. They're not something we're hyper-focused on. We're focusing on our strengths right now. And, and that's sort of, uh, that's sort of what worked for us. Yeah. How's Snapchat working out for you guys? Because I'll have to admit, I know that you're there, but I honestly, I haven't figured out how to use that thing yet. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. We resisted it for a while and just kind of didn't. Actually, we, we were in Hawaii where we launched our first, we first monetized. Crazy thing is the first, first place we ever monetized our brand was from a beach, <laughs> which I just had this dream in my mind where I was like, you know what? Like people say, like people say like the dream is like to make money from the beach. So we yeah. went to Hawaii for two months and actually launched the first version of the ultimate vegan fat loss course from there. But while we were there, we were talking about Snapchat, downloaded it, but never used it like a year. We never used it longer at the time. Um, and actually and it's since we decided to like take a stab at it and really kind of grow with it. It's, it's, it's Snapchat right now. It's worked out really well. I'm gonna do Snapchat He's going right to do a Snapchat right now. Well, we can keep, we can keep talking. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I mean, we think it's been great. I mean, people love, especially like it's a newer thing. So a lot of times that's a place where you're more likely to get interaction straight from us. Um, because we're trying to be more engaged there for people too. So, you know, like if people snap, if people snap us, like sometimes we'll snap them back. Um, but it's kind of cool just cause you show what's going on in your day and like, we'll show silly stuff that our dog does and, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we love we love Snapchat. So, is the dog traveling with you around the country? 
he travels with us for the most part unless we go somewhere by plane. Um, I'm not down with putting him under under the plane, and I he's technically not like a companion dog. He's technically not a yeah, he's not like a service dog or anything like that. So there's really you know no way to do that. So he um, our parents or we have some friends that'll uh, stay with him. Yeah, that's cool. So now if we just you've already mentioned some people who inspire you and what what else is it that keeps you going like what's your philosophy and and motivation for what you do besides you know vodka and whiskey i guess <laughs> no totally so i mean definitely we call i mean you know if you follow us we call alcohol creativity juice um and that's actually we're very fueled, passionate that's fueled a lot of our a lot of our greatest ideas but um we're very we're very passionate about alcohol we even have a shirt that says vodka is <laughs> um But vegan world domination is our motivation, and it's not a joke. It's happening right now. We're ushering it in. Vegan world takeover is at hand. And there's so many, and there's there's so many ways that it's happening. You know, we have like you know celebrities, professional athletes that are doing it. But we have like you know all these restaurants offering more and more vegan options. More and more vegan restaurants are opening. Grocery stores are, are offering more options. You have even Tyson's investing in vegan companies. One of the most cruel. Companies, cruel, uh, companies com- in history is now Moving, investing in be- meatless, com- like yep. meatless companies. Yeah, becoming vegan. You know, you have the billionaire, so, the billionaires of the world. Bill Gates. No, that, that's Google, where the world like is headed. Founders of Google. They're they're investing. Like the fact is, capitalism is going vegan. So it's just the way we view it is: first of all, in our lives, it's true. Everything is everything is being attracted to going vegan from every different angle. From you know you have cowspiracy, you have like the environmental impact that is really getting a broad that's gotten a massive reach. So people and are vegan, coming to it from just all these different places. And vegan is now it's now it used to be weird. Now it's becoming co- the cool thing, right? Becoming the cool thing to do. Um, and we're gonna see more of that. But as far and, and then to get into like you know motivations, like people who inspire us, like we we get inspired nonstop. And part of it's just from learning about like always getting messages from people who are like, um, like people that grew up on, on, um, cattle farms or hunters, lifelong hunters that are going vegan. Like all these people, those inspire us. But then also we're, we are voracious readers. Like in the past couple of years, we've read probably over 200 books. Um, I've already, I made a challenge to read a hundred books this year. I'm at 59. I may fall short, but I'm, I'm pushing for it. I'm still trying to get it. But, um, we read a shit ton and, Learn, you know, we learn from people who are, are where successful. we want to be. And if that means paying them to learn from them, that's what we do. So it, it, com- it comes down to what is your goal? How can you get there? And learning all you can to make that happen. And investing in yourself. I, yeah, I totally oh, get sure. you there. Just see, okay. seeing who, okay. who's where you are even- and following their footsteps. It's all, oh, totally. it's, it's all in perspective. You just said the right, you just said it the right way, investing in yourself. But so many people, when they're not where they want to be, they view, they view it as like, I can't afford to do anything. And it's really like, that's, that's the important. reason, that's the reason you have to take that risk right now, because you're, you're saying I give up on, on moving forward. So investing in yourself is really value. If you value yourself, value yourself first then what you want to happen is going to happen. Yeah, no, and like we've invested thousands of dollars into learning, learning from the experts, get, getting to where we want to go. Um, and that's part of the reason for all of our successes. You know, we 
you know, we, we have this book deal with the world's largest book publisher. We're getting reached out to by TV, TV uh, companies, TV production companies. We've been, we've been featured in, you know, media outlets like Vice, BBC, The Guardian, Business Insider, Fast Company. We made six figures our first year in monetization. We're set to make way, you know, way more, way more than that this year. Um, and it all comes back to like, we're dedicated. We're dedicated to success. We want the entire world to go vegan. We want to make a shit ton of money in the process. And, you know, we want to donate a lot of money. Um, and, you know, we're, we're doing that shit. We're fucking dedicated. Well said. What about, on, on the other hand, critics and backlash? Because you guys are pretty vocal. You don't mind going against the conventional vegan philosophies. Uh, how do you prefer to deal with people that get you upset? And also, like, if you deal with them online, you know, um, visibly, how, how does it affect you privately? It's, it's, it's a, this is hilarious. We literally just posted a blog about this exact topic yesterday. yesterday. Um, so if I, if I can read that, read that after this interview. Um, but it's like, it I forget what it's called, but, um, basically get, get it's like, something, someone out of your life was, was that it? Was it? I think yeah, that yeah. that's the most recent one that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, well, it's basically like, you know, from the get go, we planned, like we knew we were going to have people who hated us. And that's part of, you talk to any successful person, anyone who's, who's done anything, whether it's successful in business or they've been successful in like, you know, like starting a movement success. and changing the world, just any anyone who, who's been successful in any way in life always talks about how you have people that hate you. So if you want to be successful, you have to have people that hate you. If you don't, you're not going to be successful. So we knew that going into it. Yeah. And you know, that's the vegans who hate us have, we have used them and we have, they have propelled us to success. When, when mainstream America and the mainstream world looks at us, you know, the book publishing companies, TV, you know, TV production companies, the media, big media outlets, they know us as, as these vegans who are just fucking normal. And, you know, we don't make a big deal about fucking like honey. And like, if you want to go vegan one day a week, we encourage you. We're not assholes. You know, all that stuff. Like we have been propelled to success because there are certain vegans who hate that, but the mainstream world, you know, respects that. And and if anything, if anything, they recognize that some of the weird vegans hate us, yep. and that that actually propels us forward oh, as totally. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, here's the thing about haters: is we dis we made a decision because we learned about how if you're successful, you have haters. So a lot of people think a mark the only marker of success is success. Another marker of success is haters. So we don't, I mean, literally, dude, you will never catch us being sad, upset, or down about haters because we view them as propelling us forward. So you, you won't even, you won't usually catch us getting into anything with them because like a lot of times our, our people say stuff, so. yeah. <laughs> but the point is, is like we, we actually, in a way we're happy. We are very happy that they're there because they don't understand that they're helping us. Um, and that's really what it is. Like we view those haters as helping propel us forward. So we're happy. We're happy that they're doing it. And and keep keep on hating us, guys. Like we love it. Yeah, that, but that's those cool. Those of you that love us, we love. We definitely love. You <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so, sometimes people do say things online that would seriously just get them punched in the face if they said them to oh, you oh, in person. Oh, you know? Totally, absolutely. Yeah. But well, we think a big true. thing is like you know we're big. I mean, just to touch on the the anger part is like. We are, 
we would describe ourselves and you could see us as very self-deprecating. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And we, we pride ourselves on being pretty chill about that. So, you know, we trained ourselves to really not let, try not to let anyone really get under our skin too much because people are going to try doing that your entire life. You and, know? and it's like everyone, like we come into life, we go through life having our own experiences and it's like, you know, they hate us, but it's also like, it's weird. It's weird, but it's like, I, it's like, I don't want to hate them back because like, I don't understand what they've gone through. What, you know, why do they think, why do they think the way that, that they think? Why are they, you know, why are they hating me? They're hating me because of something, something inside of them. It's resonating like they're, in them. Yeah, that's something from you is resonating in them. Whether they're like insecure about something or whatever, like, I feel bad for them. Um, but at the same time, it's also like, you know, I'm having fun and. Yeah, and we welcome, we welcome our haters over to our side at any moment because they're going to. That's they're, a, they're gonna come that's over a cool there. attitude to have. That's really cool. So now let's let's talk monetization. Like when when did you launch your first program? We already know where you launched it from from a beach in Hawaii. But when did you launch it, and how big was your list back then? What what was the was size March. of your audience? Yeah, it was March of 2015, right? Yeah, March, March of 2015. How, how big was our list? Like ten. I feel like it was our list was like probably 000. only like five thousand at that point. Our email list. Mm-hmm. Like, 3,000. Might have even only been like 3,000. We grew during it. We grew several yeah. thousand during it. Yeah, I think our list was, we're actually thinking our list was at less than 5,000, potentially like two to 3,000 is, is what our list was at. But we brought in, what, a 36? We brought in about 36K in a, in a span of eight days. And I was like, holy oh, shit. From the beach. We're doing dude. it. <laughs> From the beach. <laughs> really it impressive. It was crazy. And what what came after that? Like, what are your current income streams besides the ultimate vegan fat loss course? I'll tell you what, dude. The crazy thing is, like, we have we we've done a pivot. So we had. I'll, we'll give you some inside some inside scoop with vegan bros. I mean, we have we we grew our we we built everything for five months before we launched vegan bros. And during those five months, we didn't tell a soul other than our parents, what we were doing because we had such a massive vision and we didn't want anyone tearing down our dream. So we just, we were working like 14 hours a day to build this and like having gotten into it, we started to to visualize our path to X amount of dollars. And we had this idea that it was all going to come from a bunch, a bunch of it was going to come from one income stream. And which was the ultimate vegan palace, which course. was the ultimate vegan palace course. And the ultimate vegan palace course has done insanely well. But we had this light bulb moment uh, less than a year ago where we were like, you know, and you I read from the that. experts, the experts are like multiple income streams, multiple income streams. And it's like the fucking floodgates open. And then in the past like eight months, everything's changed for us. Yeah. So we, so we still have the ultimate vegan palace course. We started the t-shirt company, which that's just something we were just going to do. It's like, it's, it still is just something on the side. Um, like we, we had like, that is completely like, we, we have another company that deals with all that. So they deal with the full, Every, everything's run on autopilot. And that comes back to ideas from Tim Ferriss and the four hour work week. So that's we have the, that. That's the root of that kind of and stuff. And we've been, we brought, we've been bringing in way more money than we ever planned with the t-shirt company. It's been crazy. Um, but then, you know, we have the, we have the book deal. Um, we started, we started doing speaking engagements. Yeah. That's crazy. And then we started doing the, uh, now we started doing business, our business, business and business. business. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. So we have like five now. We had like one. Now we have like five income streams. It's it's pretty crazy. And you're kind of living the digital nomads lifestyle and just traveling around the country and working on all those things. And speaking of which, now how, how's the book coming along? 
Oh, this is awesome. It's going really good. We're, 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 in, we're at the end where we're, uh, we're just, we're doing that. We're going through the editing. Going through the editing process. And it's, All uh, right. Process, but we're, but uh, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking amazing. You can buy have you got any sample chapters or titles to tease the content or anything like that? Or is it still under wraps? It's, it's I still under wraps. We we'll can't. see. We'll yeah, see, we, uh, want, we want to, but we can't. Cool. <laughs> Do you have a launch date in mind already? Yeah. Um, it's, been, it, it's been pushed back like twice. Yeah. So we've kind of, I guess, in a way we've kind of we've been, We're fine with it. Spring of... Spring of 18. Spring of 18. So we got a lot of time. Is when it's, is when it's published. But it's, the funny thing is it's almost... Like the book's almost... Done. It's almost ready to be turned in, so it's like it's gonna be turned in, and it's not gonna come out come out for another year and year. And but year we and also, I mean, just to touch on that, like that's something that we want the book to be done, so then we can start to focus on marketing. what are we gonna fucking do for that launch? Because we want that launch yeah. to be as impactful as possible. We're blowing that shit up. Exactly, and you know that's also the thing that you mentioned before, just working on Vegan Bros for five months before actually launching it, and. The same thing that you said right now. You've got this product that's coming out in over a year, which may seem a lot, but it's the success is not just the product. It's how much you put into marketing oh, totally. and, and launching that product. And marketing is always huge. Totally, dude. Yeah, we agree, agree 100%. And no, you, yeah, go I ahead. Think, I, think that's of, I mean, that's one of the things a lot of people when they get into business or whatever, they don't, they, that's the one thing. It's like, it's marketing is just so fucking important. It's important in, in all aspects of life. Marketing is business, life. Marketing is marketing life. Marketing is life. Like that's sorry. Yeah, everything. Sorry, not sorry. Marketing is life. Yeah. It just is. But when it comes to business, it's like, if you don't understand marketing. Like you're going to fail. Yeah. Here's a, here's an example of this. Cause we talk about this all the time. Obviously you can tell we're really passionate about it, but like I look at, we've, we've both been certified as trainers, right? As, uh, you know, fitness coaches. And when you go through that process, those motherfuckers don't teach you shit about how to actually sell. They teach you how to be a great personal trainer. But there's this catch 22. How do you get to having those clients? Right? So there's this big disconnect in almost every profession. If you're, if, you're, if you're having to, to bring that in on your own, and most people don't have it. Yeah. And we didn't have it at first either. We had, to, we had to read a lot and learn a lot. Yeah, and that's what uh, Jeff Walker calls hope marketing. And I imagine you guys are familiar with Jeff because... Oh, yeah. dude. We love. That, I mean, that that's is... What we, that's how when we launched the Ultimate Vegan Palace course, every time we launch it, we use his product, product launch, dude. Product yeah. launch format. Have you been that's to any we, of the live events by any chance? We haven't. No. no, but that would be awesome. Uh, you, you should go. We we were there last year, just this time. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, that that's really great. Just oh, to to do sure. that in person and and network with the people there. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that guy totally suggested. That guy's that guy knows what's up. He does. Yeah. He does. I love shit. He's he's loving it. <laughs> and you know the other thing, and what really made me reach out to you, that was the new program that you're working on, the business to business thing, because. You sent out this email about what a week or two ago saying, are you a vegan entrepreneur? And I thought, okay, yeah, now we need to talk. So what, what yeah. is that one going to be about? So, I mean, we've, we've already started, started bringing on clients, but it's basically, you know, like we launched, you know, he's had his business successes before vegan bros, but you know, we launched vegan bros two years ago. And in those two years, in our first year of monetization, we brought in, you know, six figures. We've been featured in Vice, 
BBC, The Guardian, all these different media outlets. You know, we, um, we, uh, yeah, we, you know, we signed a book deal with the world's largest book publisher. We've experienced all these different successes. And so over, over the last two years, we've had various, you know, our friends and whoever asking us, you know, like, how are you guys doing this? Like, can you help me? Um, all that stuff. So we, you know, we basically got to a point where it's like, okay, like we just need to start, we just need to do Yeah, this. I mean, the reality is like where we're at right now isn't because we took a stab at it. It's because we decided we wanted to be here and we have a system that works and that can work. Point. It can work for any business. So basically our consulting or what we're doing is we're bringing on different business owners who are struggling. They're struggling. And the main, the main thing, if they're struggling with, bringing in new leads and bringing in new clients. Like, like a lot of, some people haven't even, haven't even necessarily even started, fully started their business, but then we have some clients who have started their business, but they're just, they just don't, it's not working. They don't know what to do. So then we go in and we blow their business up and we help take it to the next level and they're fucking breaking in the mode. So this is, if I understand correctly, this is a one-on-one -on -one consulting thing that you're doing. It's not an online program that like uh, the vegan fat loss courses. I mean, It's, it's, inter it's interact. I mean, it is, it is definitely right now. It, uh, right now it is like two on one. Um, a well, lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, ultimately this will be in a group. This will be in a group environment ultimately when it's completely built out. So the clients that we have right now, as we're actually systemizing this entire process, they're getting more of us really delving hardcore into each of their specific businesses. But it is, it is a systemized process that we're bringing, we bring all of our clients through. So, you know, we start out with step one, they complete it, they get, you know, we go through what's right, what's wrong, they correct what's wrong, and then we move on to step two. They right. complete that, you know, and we move on until finally we're at the end with the last step and they're, you know, their business, their business is, you know, transformed and yeah. they're making a shit ton of money. And this is for, like he said, this is for people, There's some people who haven't started, really started what they want to do, but they know they know what they want to do, and we help them blow that up fast. There's other people who have been doing their business for a while, and maybe they're dissatisfied or they're stagnant, and they want to they want to step it up, but they've been trying things and it's not working. And quickly, we're able to tweak things in their process and get them on that path as well. And, you know, just to clarify, is this for people who are kind of in the same space that you are, like online personality brand kind of thing? Or is it also for someone who's like flipping vegan burgers at their local farmer's market and wants to take it big and do a franchising thing? We, it's totally, the crazy thing is, is like we're super passionate about both. And our system works for brick and mortar, like, you know, local focused businesses and services. Yeah, whether it also works for online. whether you're running like a vegan bakery or you're like a fucking like you're a realtor in, a, in yeah. whatever city or, you know, maybe maybe you're you're some sort of coach or consultant online or whatever, whether it's brick and mortar in a specific area or it's online, like our system works for and everything that we put in place works for both. And it doesn't have to be a vegan business. Right. You know, honestly, you don't even have to be, be a vegan. That's just... That's who yeah. we speak to, That's right? who we speak to. You know, we're vegans. We're the vegan bros. So it's like, and it's also like, we do want other other vegans to succeed, to succeed and be successful and make more money. Um, so that's kind of who we target. But really, it's like, if you're not vegan, like we can still help you. <laughs> and you're going to be vegan eventually anyway. So. <laughs> cool. So right now you're taking clients for 
two-on-one consulting and they can sign up on on your website i mean i saw the link to to your schedule and and the email yeah, so so that's all you know, honestly that's that's we have we have an ad running that directs people to um directs people to our webinar um and we also had the email that sent out but as a other than that like we're in the process of building all the other stuff but we're eventually actually right after this call we're going to put a link at the top of our website probably say like business consulting or something but the way it starts out um, so if you go to veganbros.com, we'll have a link at the top where you can click a business consulting and that'll take you It'll kind of explain a little bit about what we're, what we're doing. Um, then there'll be a link on that page, which will take you to our calendar where you'll be able to s schedule a call with us. And then from there, we have an application that you'll fill out. If you don't fill it out, we just fucking, we cancel the call and we don't get on the phone with you. Um, if you do fill it out, you know, we'll read it over and, you know, make sure that it's, you know, we're, it appears like we may be a good fit, um, depending on how you answer the questions. Then we'll get on the phone. We'll we'll really delve in delve into your business, see what's wrong, see you know all that stuff. See troubleshoot, see, yeah, troubleshoot, and see if, see if there, see if it's something that we can help with, and see if we're a good fit. If we're a good fit at the end of the call, we'll invite you to um, come, you know join us join join us as a as a client. And I'd like the process that he just said. I would like to touch on real quick. And one of the basic fundamental things that we teach is to add value, to lead with adding value. As an entrepreneur, if you are leading with, give me money, 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 I know that. why your business isn't working. You have to give. You have to lead. Everyone knows that, everyone knows at this point, like if you're an adult, you know that it feels way better when you give something to someone it honestly feels selfish because you can't believe how good you feel when you give it to them, <laughs> right? And the law of reciprocity goes in place when we just do the right thing. So when we give, we receive. And we lead with adding giving. a shitload of value and giving away as much as we possibly can. Not that we never ask for anything in return, but we know that that stuff comes. Yeah, I mean, we're literally, we run a six-figure, Vegan Bros is a six-figure business. And we literally have people coming up to us all the time, like, oh, so, like, so, like, they don't even know that we make money because we're just, we just give away, like, everything we do is just free. That's how they, that's how they view it. Um, so it's just like add value to people. Like, the goal with your business should be, should not just be to, like, make you a shit ton of money. Like, yeah, you want to do that, but you want to add value to your target audience's lives. That's the, that's the main goal. So that that's kind of the main fit that you're looking for when when people are applying for for the coaching. I mean, that's I mean that's one of the things what we we kind of go through. With, we definitely help we here. help businesses fix that for sure. That's a big problem. That, it's a huge it's a huge uh, misstep that just so many so many people in their businesses are caught up in. Mm -hmm. And and they're you know some of them some of them either haven't learned or you know they learned from the wrong person cool so now just a couple things that i wanted to ask for the end so we can wrap this up what sure. do you personally think is the role of vegan public figures such as yourselves and online marketers in shaping the future well obviously apart from vegan world domination right no well, I think, okay, here's what I think. You want to know the big answer? We create our own fucking reality and we're creating it right now. And we're, we are, we are crafting 
we like when we say vegan world domination or vegan future, like we're not we're not joking about it. We know it's happening. Like, oh, we're totally. watching it happen right now. And so we're we, our goal is to make our like what we view as potential reality true. So we are creating it. We create our lives. And so if that's the world, that if shit. that's the world I want, I'm gonna fucking make that happen. And so I feel like we, you know, in many ways, I think, you know, because people describe it, we don't know how to describe ourselves, like lifestyle entrepreneurs, whatever. Um, maybe, you know, maybe thinkers or something like that. Like, I mean, we think that anything's possible. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And people can come back and watch this podcast and be like, oh my God, those motherfuckers were right. <laughs> yeah, and totally. And, you know, I'm not not even joking about vegan world domination because one one of the um, main things about this podcast is it's about the people who are creating a plant-based future and it, it's the same thing you know that that's where the world is headed and totally. that that's what we're working for yes and to touch on that so where where you're also going with that is like here's the thing man if you're like If you're a vegan entrepreneur, it is your duty to be insanely successful, to have loads of money and to have massive influence at the top of society. If you can influence the people at the top, we can influence everyone else. It's just going it's, to happen. It's trickle down veganism. That, that, that's our new term, trickle down <laughs> veganism. I, I, I think you just summed up everything that we should be aiming for in, in that one sentence. That's awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Cool. So to close this off, um, where can people find out more about you and the new things that are, you're coming up with? And also, where can they meet you in person and buy you a drink in the next six months or so? Well, you can go to our website, veganbros.com, and get on our email list. But don't just get on our email list. We have our ebook on the right side of the screen. Um, you can download that, put in your email address, you'll get on our email address email list so you'll get all, the, all of our updates you can follow us on facebook follow us on instagram um uh yeah facebook vegan bros official instagram vegan bros um snapchat at vegan yeah. bros but we'll we're speaking at rutgers in on november 10th rutgers university um and we're going to be speaking in the uk at the UK, yeah, uk vegan like camp year. out next summer in like july or something Uh, and then we'll have a bunch of t uh, speaking engagements in you know in between in the, well. in the near future. Yeah, we'll, we'll announce them as we have them. All right. Hey, cool guys! Thanks so much for joining me on this one. I really enjoyed this talk. It was awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having us on. This was awesome. Yeah, I, I think we're all going in the same direction, and I just I can't wait to see what what you come up with in the future. Pretty massive. Cool. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. Nice talking uh, to you. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. All right, so that was Matt and Phil, the vegan bros. Hey, did you notice something? The guys definitely don't swear as much as they do in their videos, but they did mention that they were holding back a bit because this was a podcast interview. In any case, I think they shared a lot of good info about how to build a lifestyle brand online, but it was also a really good example on just how to approach entrepreneurship and personal growth in general, which is you know, exactly the kind of guests that I love talking to. So to find out everything that we talked about, you can get show notes at theplanbasedentrepreneur.com slash show slash episode 010. Yes, we are up to episode 10, which is a cool milestone, but we are just getting started. 
There are some really big things coming up for the plant-based entrepreneur in the near future. And if you're on our mailing list, you'll be the first one to know about them. You can subscribe at the website or simply by flicking me an email on jerry at theplantbasedentrepreneur.com or you can get in touch on Twitter too at pbentrepreneur. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and if you know of any amazing people in the plant-based sector that I should interview, I'm always open to suggestions. Now I'll talk to you again next week. Until then, stay awesome and keep creating a plant-based future.